in referring to Cardi B's new song, WAP. Columnist Alyssa Rosenberg says, We could use more culture that isn't appropriate for everyone. What is WAP if you have not heard this new song that's trending number one on the charts in America? The first four words of the song go, Whores in this house. Continuing on, There's some whores in this house. We need more culture that isn't appropriate for everyone. Alyssa Rosenberg. Our society has lost its sense of reality. All of this and more on The Crepe Show. We have no sense of reality. We meaning our society. Our society has lost its sense of reality. The Washington, Washington Post article from August 18th. WAP is completely filthy. We could use a lot more pop culture like it. 2020 is the weirdest year most of us have ever lived through, so much so that a culture war clash feels refreshingly normal when rappers Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion released the song and music video for WAP, an ode to female sexual pleasure, not merely unquotable, but impossible to describe in a family newspaper. They didn't just give us a catchy summer anthem, they gave us a throwback controversy. Conservatives decried the two women as proof of everything from the decline of the American family to the evils of feminism. To get the obvious out of the way, the lyrics for WAP and the music video for the track are among the filthiest things I've ever seen in mainstream American popular culture. But at a moment when movies, music, and even some TV are increasingly young down and when changes in the law in an unprecedented economic environment could accelerate the homogenization of entertainment, there's something bracing about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's vulgarity. WAP is decidedly not for kids nor for adults. And honestly, we could use more culture that isn't appropriate for everyone. Now, if you don't know what WAP is, uh, WAP is the uh, latest song. It's actually been trending at the uh, number one spot on the, the American Top 100 uh, song hits for the past week. It's a song uh, written by Cardi B and whoever this other person is. Uh, y- you probably know who Cardi B is, I assume. Uh, if not, uh, Cardi B, you know, the famous rapper Cardi B who uh, admitted to, oh, a little over a year ago, I believe, uh, stealing stuff from men when she was a stripper before she became famous and, uh, and, and said that it was okay because she was poor. You know, this is Cardi B. This is the, you know, the same person that Joe Biden interviewed and had a, a, bu- a bunch of campaign uh, stuff with her last week, uh, even dubbing himself Joey B. Someone, someone that, you know, I guess we should look up to in society. And I guess, uh, apparently a lot of people want young women to look up to her. How does Cardi B start out this song? Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Holla up. I said certified freak seven days a week. I'm not even going to say the last part of the first intro of the chorus or the first verse because. Uh, it's it's too colorful for uh, the 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 podcast. Cardi B. I do a keggel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. I want to park that big Mack truck right in this little garage. I don't cook. I don't clean. But let me tell you how I got this ring. This is just the beginning of the song. That uh, Alyssa what's it, Rosenberg says is, uh, 
What did she say? She says, uh, oh, uh, the, uh, a catchy summer anthem. This catchy summer anthem. Yes, this is such a cat, a catchy summer anthem. Talk your uh, S word, bite your lip. Ask for a car while you're writing that. Uh, I'll, I'll use the name Richard. Put two and two together. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet uh, butt genitalia. This idea of this wet butt genitalia kind of makes its return uh, in a lot of the lines. I'm assuming you can put two and two together. Um, She says, bring a a bucket and a mop for this wet booty genitalia. Give me everything you got for this wet booty genitalia. I really even don't want to say this anymore. But I mean, the the words in the song, I, I recommend you look them up. Just so you can realize how terrible this supposedly a uh, musical number is. Now, Alyssa Rosenberg says this song is not for kids, nor for adults for that matter. But why is it trending then as the number one top song in America? Why then is it one of the top songs on the uh, platform TikTok, which majority of the users of TikTok are under the age of 18? But we could use more culture like this. What does Cardi B have to say about this new song? She says that it is liberating for women. Comparing this to feminism in itself. This song is so liberating for women. This song that teaches young people that we should just be... in Our society is so, so sexually charged. I don't know who Cardi B thinks she's kidding. Or trying to influence by writing this song. This song will only lead to terrible things. It's it's really funny because so the the ideology of this song and and the the idea that that this that this is that this song helps women in our society is so terribly wrong. For those of you who who you know you know would say, oh, we we have a rape culture on college campuses. We have a rape culture in our society. You can't sit here and say and praise this song then. But so many people are, and you may be thinking, oh, it's not that big of a deal, Seth. You're you're only picking out the loudest people. Not that many people are are are, are saying that. Why is it the top rated song in in America then? Why is it the top rated song in America? You need to ask yourself the question. This does not help anyone. And, and, and in a society today, in a society that has the most freedom, the most equality, the most, uh, I can even go economic freedom. I can, I can say whatever you want. The, the greatest society that humans have ever seen. Why are we witnessing so many problems in our society regarding the tension between men and women? Why? Is it more likely that, you know, this whole coronavirus epidemic, why is it more likely that a young child in America will get harvested and trafficked? I don't mean harvest as far as, you know, harvesting up organs, but trafficked into the sex slave trade than to die by COVID. How sad is that? That, 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 that we, we put so much emphasis on, on, this, on this, uh, this, this epidemic. Not that it's fake, not that it's not, there's not consequences to it, not that people aren't dying, no. I tweeted out a picture of this, and I got some backlash on Twitter, actually, uh, and you know, someone said uh, something along the lines of, this is a uh, red herring. 
And, you know, I, it took me a while to really process what I wanted to say back. Um, but I mean, I said, I said, you know, this is, yes, this is kind of a red herring in a way, but isn't it, I, I should, I meant to say, this is, this is very sad. It is very sad that we spend so much energy fighting this coronavirus that, that, you know, has a death rate in America of like 0.03% versus not fighting things like this. Cause this, this drives in and ties into, I think like in our society, in, in our culture, I think like 90 some percent, or I don't think I know like 90 some percent of men at some point in their life has, have watched pornography. I think the average age of uh, first exposure to pornography now for, for boys is like eight years old. It's like second grade. It's second grade. How sad is that? And to sit here and say that that we need more of this, we need more. We need more culture where Lear. We need more songs saying "whores in this house." There's some whores in this house. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This is what our young men need. This is what our society needs. This is this this exact song. If Donald Trump said the lyrics to this song, what would what? Do you want someone in the White House? I mean, he gets attacked and, and he rightly really show when he said, grab her by the genitalia. How bad is that that he said that? I'm not arguing that at all. I'm not saying that that's okay. But he got attacked for saying that, yet Cardi B is being praised. And this we, we need more of this in society. Spit in my mouth and look in my eyes. Treat me, treat me like a garbage can. And this is liberating to women. Okay, I, I don't know what type of, this is why the title of this podcast, this episode is, we have no reality. We have no sense of reality. Not defending Trump, not defending any of that. But if somebody was running for office, I guarantee you, if Cardi B decides to run for office at some point in her, in her life, which I very well can see her doing, if this is not be, if this is not treated like that grabber by the genitalia remark, not that they're equal. Not I'm not saying that at all. If you think that I'm defending that, then you're just just this exit the exit the show. But if she does not, if, if this is just looked upon as so like, it makes no sense. Man, woman, child, I don't care who it is. This is not helping liberate anyone, and this is just destroying our society and the institution of you know a, a relationship, a, a, a loving and caring relationship of marriage. This is why Black Lives Matter has in their about page something along the lines of we need to destroy the Western traditional family. How sad is that? You're saying that in our society today with all of the problems and how of, of how sexually charged it is and how many problems we have just because people have become so sexualized. I literally just named off a few. A brief moment ago, you were saying that this is what we need more of. This is not what we need more of. And I hardly, or I don't hardly, I strongly suggest that if you have kids, you do not let them listen to this trash. I strongly suggest that, that nobody listens to this. You listen to this a few times, you never know where your mind's going to wander. You know, you know, it, it's, it's some like unhushed secret that, oh, pornography is okay in our society. Not that personally that I think that we have the right at the moment as far as constitutional legality to ban pornography but it's like oh porn porn's okay you know our divorce rate is is way is is like 50 some percent of newlyweds that someone will you'll get a divorce in the first five years we have all of this tension between uh we see on the news all the time all this domestic violence we see all this sexual violence 
mainly between men and women. Men doing nasty things to women. Not that it doesn't happen or, uh, the other way around or not that. No, I'm not saying that at all. But, but we see this every day and we, tur- we turn and say, how, is, how can we let this happen? How sad is this that Brock Turner gets three months in jail? How sad is that? How sad is this? And we get so mad. Our society gets so mad and says, the justice system's not doing its part. The justice system, we, 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 need, we need to get rid of all the cops. Because, because we need to, that's, that's where we go to in our society. But why don't we take a step back and say, hey, you know what we need to do? We need to change our society and we cannot let people buy into this. It, it, it's this whole idea too, where, oh, everyone just vote. All we need to do is vote Donald Trump out of office and then racial injustice and, and all of, and equality between every type of person is going to magically just reappear. Because there's just some idea that just vote. Just vote. All you need to do is wear the damn mask and vote. Yes. Just vote Donald Trump out. That is a simple question. De- what, Democrats, what are you, what are you going to do for America? Just vote him out and you'll see. Just vote him out. That's what we'll do. That's what we need to do. Our society is going to be so much better. You're going to be so much happier if you just vote him out because Donald Trump is the problem. Just vote. You see this everywhere. And I know I'm making a bigger deal out of this than what maybe I should be. But, I mean, it's literally – a Mark Hamill. If you know who Mark Hamill is, he played uh, Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. I really like the guy. I don't agree with anything personally he has to say. Uh, but Mark Hamill, even his 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 background on Twitter is just the word vote because vote it has some righteousness meaning to it now that that that's just going to solve all of our problems. I love. I I really. It's it's hard for me to believe that so many young people in our society today just think that like that that is the answer. That we can just leave it up to the government. We can just leave it up to the government to, to just solve our problems. No. Regardless of if you think the government either helps or solves or solves problems, helps problems, or makes problems worse, regardless of that, our society has become so far destroyed by the fact that we do not take our consequences in our actions into our own hands. We do not sit down and say, Hey, I have a young son. I'm not going to let him listen to this music. Hey, I'm not going to let him or her do this. I'm not going to do this. No, we don't do that anymore. We say, Hey, you go fix the problems. There's, we have problems with our kids. Send them to the schools, send them to the schools where the teachers can handle it. I can't handle my kid anymore. I'm so glad that he's, he's being sent back to school. Send him to the schools. Someone else's problem to deal with. That is what is hurting our society. And this is why destroying the Western traditional family is not a good thing. It is not a good thing. Our society has no sense of reality. Latinx, probably heard of the term before. Latinx is not a preferred term among among Hispanics, survey says. Washington Post article from August 17th. Despite the increasing use of Latinx, it's spelled Latin with an X, in the news media and by some politicians, the gender-neutral word to describe people in Latin America or of, of Latin American descent is not the preferred term among the group. Less than a quarter, 23% of those who identify as Hispanic or Latino have ever heard of the term Latinx, a Pew Research Center survey found. All right, this is this is Pew Research Center. I assume you've probably heard of them before. So this isn't some just oh Fox News poll or some poll that like you just put on the uh, broad side of your barn out back and just had the sheep and the goats answer from this small little area. No, this is a Pew Research Center survey found that this made up term, made up by white liberals, Latinx, less than a quarter 
23% of people who could who could we could consider to legally define themselves as Latinx have ever heard of the word. We have this we or we white liberals have some idea that you know they just need to solve everything. This cancel culture, all of these all these new words, oh we need to do this. Let let us let us tell you what to do. Let us tell you what to do. That's why you see on Twitter, you've maybe seen uh, there. There's I've seen tons of videos. Maybe it's just because who I follow. Uh, not saying that this is the whole story at all. Uh, but but I love watching when uh, black women, especially there. There's numerous videos of black women uh, in a in a yelling match with a, a Black Lives Matter protester who's a white male, and and I love watching that white male talking about how how oppressed the black lady is. And then the black lady says, I'm not replaced, blah, 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 blah. But, but, but that guy is so, he's so intent that he knows more than she does. He's, he's looking out for her. Yes. We are looking out for the Hispanic population. We need to start using Latinx. Me as a public school teacher, you need to lose, use Latinx. This, this made up word that less than a quarter of people who could define themselves as that have ever even heard of yet alone use. Our culture has no sense of reality. The Democratic National Convention was this past week, and Bill Clinton gave a, a very stellar speech, even saying that at a time like this, the Oval Office should be a command center instead of, or instead, it's a storm center. This is coming from Bill Clinton. This is coming from the man who flew on Jeffrey Epstein's plane like over 20 times. This is coming from the man who, man who said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. We all know the story. He ends up saying, "Oh, maybe I, I, I didn't exactly mean it when I said I did not have sex with her. Uh, I, I, our sexual relations. I meant that uh, I, I didn't. I, I, I only went to third base. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> this is Bill Clinton, and this is who is giving, and, it, and who people and the, the Democratic Party is allowing to speak at their national convention. Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren." You know, Elizabeth Warren, who who won all these awards and said that she was Native American, and then it come to find out 20 years after she's been living this lie is less than like a thousandth of a, of a percent of being a Native American. She spoke at, uh, in front of the Native American caucus at the National Convention this week. It was kind of swept under the rug, but it's just so funny. We have no sense of reality. No sense of reality. Donald Trump's uh, younger brother, Robert, uh, died this past week and the hashtag wrong Trump was trending on Twitter. Wrong Trump, meaning that it was the wrong Trump that died. Now th this is typical. I, you expect to see this, but you don't expect to see this from someone with the title of Bishop in their bio. Bishop Talbert Swan. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe you haven't in his bio. He says, or he, it says that he's a, he, he's something he's this NAACP president. NAACP. Have you ever heard of that? NAACP. Sounds so it sounds kind of familiar. Oh, the NAACP, meaning the National Association for the Advancements of Colored People. You, you know, the NAACP. Obviously, I'm playing dumb here. Someone who would who would call themselves a bishop, and even in, before he says that he's the NAACP president, says that he's a pastor. This man is sitting here tweeting, Dear Grim Reaper, you took the hashtag wrong Trump. 
someone who, who would call themselves a Christian. Now, I'm not saying this in a way to uh, – I'm, I'm saying this because, you know, the hashtag uh, fake Christian was also trending this week. We need to guard ourselves in our society so much now, especially if you are a follower of Christ. You need to guard what you're saying. Now, I'm saying this, and I have done many things wrong. Even within the past few weeks, uh, I, I, I sin every day. You know, there's the one of the one of the most famous Bible verses is uh, "Do not do not judge." Or the the whole, the whole idea is "Do not judge." Do not judge uh, the uh, the uh, the small wood trimming in your neighbor's eye while you have a giant plague in your eye. Now, I just completely that doesn't that's not 100 percent correct, but you get the idea. There's this idea uh, that that we should not judge someone uh, when we have something bigger to uh, deal with. So that's not what I'm saying uh, as far as uh, – I'm not trying to say he's a fake Christian. Uh, but, but that's not something a Christian should do. And Christians should also not put – not put this 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 fake little – there's so many things in our society that just righteousness has like been attained to, even more so than like their Christian religion, but just in general. Like even, for instance, uh, what's something off the top of my head I can think of? Uh, like, like Blackout Tuesday. Blackout Tuesday, I think it was, back in June. You know, posting that uh, just all black picture on your Instagram for a day, and then forgetting about it the next day. That that's that's this idea that oh, if you didn't post a picture of Blackout Tuesday, you don't want racial justice. You don't care about black people. No, but that's what it, a lot of people got attacked for. There's actually a lot of people who posted that picture only because they knew that they were going to be persecuted like at their work or their job or at school, whatever you wanted to say. I know school wasn't in session, but with their friends, I didn't do it. But if you're sitting here listening to this and you, and you're one of those people who, Oh, you don't care about the the black lives matter movement. Cause you didn't post this picture and then forget about it. That is attaining righteousness to something that righteousness should not be attained to. But that is what, secularism is all about that is why secularism is a religion you may cut me off right here and say oh i'm not listening anymore seth you you're, you're that that take is so wrong no secularism is a religion it is a religion it has a set moral code accept all love all not that loving all is not good but the love that so many people uh choose to taint the word love to and attain certain things of love that is a religion. Do not, especially, do not let your biblical beliefs allow you to put a righteous symbol or just the, the idea of a righteous emblem. Uh, that's something that is not biblical. My uh, my pastor, my uncle, Scott, this past week uh, at church, uh, spoke a little briefly a bit on this. And this is, I've been thinking about this for a while, but he kind of was the reason why I brought in the whole Christianity thing. Uh, but like, for example, if, if you're, if you're in kind of the Christian circles, uh, you kind of seen two basic backlashes and arguments between, you know, wearing the mask. Um, and one is that, Oh, I'm, I'm not going to wear the mask. I'm not going to wear the mask at all because I don't live in fear. And I, I, and if you, if you believe in God and you wear a mask and then, then you just don't trust that God will protect you. So that's on one side. The other side would be uh, something along, along the lines of, if you, if you don't wear the mask, uh, Jesus loved everyone. And if, if you don't wear the mask, then, then you don't love everyone. No, both takes are bad. Both takes are putting righteousness 
onto something that is not biblical. Only true righteousness comes from God. Do not let something of our society or do not let someone do that to you. And you don't do that to, to, to someone else. Me of all people should know I'm talking to the, cry, the choir. I don't know why I said crier. We do not have a sense of reality. Kamala Harris named a VP for Donald, or Don, for Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, no way about that. For Joe Biden. She just accepted the nomination earlier this week. Kamala Harris, I believe Biden accusers. This is from uh, April 3rd of 2019. Senator Kamala Harris said Tuesday that she believes women who say that they felt uncomfortable after receiving unwanted touching from former Vice President Joe Biden. I believe them and I respect them being able to tell their story and having the courage to do it, Harris said at a presidential campaign event in Nevada. The California senator added that Biden will need to decide for himself whether to run for president or not. He's going to have to make that decision for himself. I wouldn't tell him what to do. In the recent few days, several women have come forward to allege that Biden has touched them inappropriately. Now, I'm not going to read any further from this uh, the Hill article. Kamala Harris, I believe Biden ac- accusers, and I respect them in being able to tell their story. Now, regardless of if these accusers are... Uh, if this is a true story, Kamala Harris says this. And then a year later is, is so chip about being Joe Biden's running mate to defeat Donald Trump. Cause you know, that's the only goal of, of, of this presidential election is to defeat Donald Trump. That is why you have a Senator like Kamala Harris who has flip-flopped on every major piece of, of policy since she has been in the public eye. What does Kamala Harris have to say about this though? Actually, one of the few times that I I, I kind of like listening to Stephen Colbert's voice answers this question. Stephen Colbert uh, interviewed her on his show last week, and this is a, a brief clip from that moment. Because in those debates, you landed haymakers on Joe Biden. I mean, they were his teeth were like chiclets all over the stage. And now I believe you that you're fully supportive of him. How does that transition happen? How do you go from being such a passionate opponent on such bedrock principles for you? And and now you guys seem to be pals. It was a debate. <laughs> Not everybody landed punches like you did, though. It was <laughs> a debate. <laughs> so you don't mean it. It was a debate. That the whole reason, literally, it was a debate. It was called a debate. Everyone I understand. Travel to the debate. There were <laughs> It was a debate. It was a debate, Stephen. It was a debate. I didn't mean any of it. It was just a debate. <laughs> I don't know why she. That was such a fake laugh. That was such a fake laugh. Regardless, not getting off topic. It was just a debate. When I basically accused him of being racist, I. It was just a debate. It was just a show. You know, d- d- debates are just all about lying. That that's that's it. It was a debate when I said that I believed his accusers and that their that, that, that their voices should be heard. I didn't really mean that. That was just something. That was just the legality of running for office, and that that was just part of the debate, man. I just had to say whatever I had to do to get ahead of him. This is what Kamala Harris thinks. This is why we have no reality anymore. It was just a debate. I believe his accusers. But, but now, now I don't because it, it was just a debate. It, it was just part of the debate schedule. 
I was going against him, and I, I had to say what I had to say. Just very sad. Finally, say his name. Say his name. Cannon Hinton. According to uh, CBS News Richmond, People gathered Sunday to remember Cannon Hinton, the five-year-old North Carolina boy who was allegedly killed by his neighbor Sunday, August 9. Did you hear about this story? You probably did uh, hear about this. Uh, it took a while. It took basically four days when this kind of broke news uh, in the early part of August a few weeks ago. It took four days for CNN to even cover the story. Cannon Hinton, say his name. Five-year-old kid gunned down in the middle of the street. Cannon died last Sunday in Wilson, North Carolina. Police said a neighbor walked up to Cannon and shot him in front of his sisters while he they played outside. 25-year-old Darius Sessions is now charged with first-degree murder, and Cameron's family or Cannon's family is left searching for answers in his death. Shot down in the middle of the street. Walked up to Cannon and shot him in front of his sisters while they played outside. A five-year-old boy. Why did it take CNN, why did it take the mainstream media four days to get this news article ran? Why did it take four days? It is because if it doesn't fit the mainstream media's narrative, it will not be played. It will not be played. Why did it not fit into the narrative? Because he was a white boy and the accused murderer is a black man. Now, regardless of what color both of these people are, truth is not truth anymore. If we really did have reality, if our society was so based in reality, this would not have taken four days to trend. Why did this take four days to trend? It is because what we want to listen to and what we choose to listen to as far as news sources go, the news sources do not have the best interest out there. Why not? Because journalists in our society do not have a sense of reality. Why do they not have a sense of reality? Because our society has no sense of reality. Say his name. Not because of the colors of both people. No, get over that. We're not playing this game. No, it's because an innocent five-year-old was killed. Say his name, Cameron Hinn. Cannon Hinn. I'll see you all next week. Talk to you all next week.